Secrets of a Married Couple, Bud and Maggie Remick. Bud killed a guy, went to jail, then got out. Maggie survived Bud's incarceration, but just barely. Both launched new lives after prison, but not without trouble following them every step of the way. Now the greatest challenge to their marriage? Their own secrets. Read Bud and Maggie's Secrets by Tom Krantz, now available in ebook and paperback on Amazon and elsewhere. Bud and Maggie's Secrets, a guilty pleasure just for you. Hi there, and welcome back to the Independent Author Podcast. I'm Tom Kranz. Thanks again for downloading my episodes and uh, paying us a listen. Um, You know, I contemplate uh, my life as a 60-plus guy, and uh, I, uh, you know, played soccer when I was in high school. I can't imagine now, given my age and various physical shortcomings that I won't get into, uh, you know, running up and down a soccer field. But uh, this brings me to my guest today, who is uh, in his early 60s, and he's running up and down basketball courts all around the world in a a, a kind of a sports phenomenon that I didn't even know existed. Uh, Welcome to Jim Sweeney, uh, who wrote a book entitled Old School Hoops, which uh, we're going to talk about uh, in a minute or two about how to get it and where he wrote it. And uh, Jim, thanks, uh, first of all, for being here. Tom, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be a guest on your show today. And let me put a disclaimer in there. Yes, I am running up and down the court, full court in competitive basketball games, but I need to add the word in capital letters slowly. I'm still doing it. But well, that's all right. No, I'm not putting a stopwatch on you. So, you know, that's, I think that's <laughs> really cool. So as I found out in reading Jim's bio here, there's this whole worldwide network of guys, I guess it's men only, but pretty much at this point, right, Jim? Well, it's actually 65% men, uh, 35% women. Okay. I completely take that back then. But basically we're talking about, um, okay, men and women in their sixties and above. And by above, I mean, really above who play in this international network of basketball teams. Um, and talk a little bit about how that's organized. I didn't even know there was, I guess I want to call it a league, but it's really not a league, right? It's an international federation, sports federation. The acronym for the organization is called FIMBA, F-I-M-B-A, which stands for Federation International Masters Basketball. Similar to FIBA, which is the global governing body for Federation International Basketball, you put the M in there for masters, that translates to senior or veteran or maxi or older or mature people. So... um, I've been doing it as a volunteer for like the last 10 years. Um, my title is head of the United States. I'm one of 47 individual country reps that uh, does it for free, does it for the love of the sport, does it because they like to meet people, they like to travel, experience different things in life. And we recruit American players, help organize USA teams to compete in FIMBA's global basketball tournaments. That's so since amazing. 2009, I have literally played in over 100 Masters basketball tournaments in more than 20 countries around the world. Wow. And so I assume that uh, basketball was part of your earlier life, too, as well, correct? Oh, yeah. I, uh, as soon as I touched the ball at age five, I fell in love with it, played uh, in high school, played in college, played in overseas afterwards. 
And I don't golf. I don't t- play tennis. I don't fish. I play basketball competitively <laughs> and slowly. But I'm still out there, and I love the sport. I play three or four times a week. I love that. So what do you, other than playing basketball, do you do other things? Do you work out? What do you do to keep in shape? I guess playing basketball kind of answers Well, today, because I'm not playing basketball, I already walk five miles at the crack of dawn. I get up at 530 every day. I may take a second walk later. Um, I do uh, my series of push-ups and planks. I eat well. You know, fortunately, my wife uh, and I, uh, we kind of monitor our own diets. Uh, she's extremely fit, even though she's recuperating from a, a broken ankle oh, at this geez. point in time, but she's very fit. And I am extremely grateful at age 63. I feel like I'm fit, I'm healthy, and I enjoy life. That's awesome. And so how many people would you say are in this masters, this kind of brotherhood slash sisterhood? How many players are there total and how many countries are represented? Well, I am one of 47 individual country reps in the FIMBA, which is the Federation of International Masters Basketball. And each country rep, I mean, they could have hundreds of people within their individual country that participate in the sport. In the United States, our uh, USA Federation that would fall under the Global Federation is a little bit more loosely organized. There's eight or 10 different men's master's basketball tournaments a year. I'm going to play in Louisville in three weeks where we'll get four or 500 guys. We'll play in Indianapolis in September uh, where there'll be five to 600 guys. And I may go on either one or two international excursions later this year where the tournaments could have anywhere from 500 to 700 uh, people uh, that wow. are playing. That's a huge and deal. as I alluded to earlier, uh, outside the United States, women playing a lot of these tournaments and their ages are different than the men. They'll start at age 35 and go up to 55. The men's uh, normally started around 40 and they have gone up as high as 80, which is an incredible phenomenon and a great yeah. story. Our last world championship that we had in Espoo, Finland, which is right outside of Helsinki, they had eight 80 year old teams. So all the men on each team were 80 or older. They played full court with a shot clock, four 10-minute stop time quarters. They talked junk. They pushed. They shoved. They got some little extracurricular <laughs> activities in. They enjoyed themselves in front of a packed house. The um, attendance in the gym was maxed out. They had a sign on the door, 2,500 people. It was standing room only to not just watch these guys, but to celebrate them. Uh, because in the FIMBA organization, we have this motto – and it's add years to your life by adding life to your years, continue playing basketball. So much like golf and tennis and swimming and cycling that people normally consider lifelong sports, basketball is now pretty much considered around the world as a lifelong sport where if you keep yourself healthy, you don't have a lot of extra weight on, you don't drink and smoke uh, excessively, and you remain relatively fit, you can continue playing basketball to a ripe old age. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that a lot of us here in the U.S. forget how big basketball has become just in general around the world. So I guess it doesn't surprise me that, you know, Masters basketball is popular too. Do you think European or older men specifically from other countries are generally in better shape than U.S. than American men? 
Uh, yes and no. And the reason why I'm ambivalent in answering your question is that some people come to these tournaments. Now, remember, the tournaments are a lot bigger than people would originally realize. Like in Italy, we had a tournament a couple of years ago, a few years ago. We had 367 teams from 51 countries. And I would say a third of the teams overall, the men and the women, would be excellent to outstanding, very competitive and want to vie for a medal and represent their country as admirably as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. The other third would be pretty good, you know, for their age and they would be competitive, but maybe not necessarily elite. Then the bottom, like 20% to a third, they're there because they love the sport, but they want to really partake in the individual activities out, outside the basketball arena. They want uh, to eat, they want to you know, socialize, they want to see the historical stuff. Uh, because uh, all of the places where we have these tournaments are in great cities, great mm -hmm. destinations that uh, love and uh, welcome tourism. So the elite guys, to finally answer your question, are the top third of all the players. Um, a lot of the countries like Brazil or Italy, uh, Slovenia, who else? Greece, Serbia, they either have government programs that help foster the development of senior or veteran sports, mm. or they'll have corporate sponsorship. Uh, we, for the American teams, we get a little bit of sponsorship. And I've reached out to the government a number of times to tap into uh, whatever funds would be available to help promote us because I do this for free. I do all the advertising on Facebook. I make all the calls, all the emails, and I'm not complaining. I love doing it because mm -hmm. I've expanded not just my friendship base, but also my basketball brotherhood space. Uh, 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 space. Uh, I uh, grew up in New Jersey, not too far from where you live. Uh, and I had one sibling. I never had a brother. I always wanted a brother. Now I feel like I have hundreds of brothers from around the world that I've met as a result of my participation in Masters Basketball. Do you also pay for your own travel and your own gear and your own uniforms? Uh, it depends. Uh, we do periodically some of the individual teams have some type of corporate or personal sponsorship from somebody that has been done very well in life that wants to pay for the uniforms or the unit or the entry fee. The entry fee could be steep because it would include the social parties, uh, attending the parade, uh, getting your swag bag. Uh, some of the tournaments also have health tents where you could go there and they could have 10, 20, 30 uh, places where, you know, people could be touting their uh, gear, their health um, and, and wellness remedies, or you could get your blood pressure taken, your sure, eyes sure. exam, uh, you know, blood sugar tested, that kind of stuff. So it depends. I know that some teams that are really good from other countries that go to these events, they're 100% funded. I mm. mean, they come with their own, uh, and if they have a contingent of teams, 10 or 20 teams, they'll all be dressed alike. They all stay at a nice hotel. They'll have their own private bus to take them around. And, uh, you know, fortunately, everything is covered. Uh, in the United States, we're not there yet. You know, uh, fortunately, we've got a great group of guys and now some women that play uh, in these tournaments that represent our country. And some of them do get sponsorship, which I think is great. And I, I believe that that will continue to grow in the future. Yeah, I'm sure it will. So old school hoops, you decided to write this book. Um, looks like it's been out for about a year. It says published in September of last year. So I'm guessing about a year or so. What, uh, yes. how long did it take? I, I can see 
that the, you know, the raw materials for a book like this, you know, are staggering when you, I guess, look at all the places you've been. I mean, I just, I didn't read the whole book, but I looked at all the different people who you, you profile, you got some real characters in here. Uh, and you know, there's of course your own story. How long did it take you to write this? And when, when did you start writing and when did you kind of get the idea to do that? I had had the idea for a number of years and it kind of came to fruition, you know, thanks to COVID. I can't believe I'm saying thank you, COVID, but mm. uh, because all of the Masters basketball uh, tournaments, uh, you know, life in general was just uh, uh, stopped. So uh, over the past few years, people were saying, hey, Swing, you've been to so many of these tournaments, you should uh, pen a book and tell people about some of your stories because you could tell in the interview, I'm not shy, I like to talk. I think I have a really good sense of humor. I'm a little bit of a wise guy. After all, I am from New Jersey. Yes, you are. So I got that impish <laughs> thing about me in New Jersey. <laughs> and I just started and it went boom. It's like it happened, like literally overnight. Not that I wrote the thing in one day. It happened a lot more quickly than I actually thought it would. Uh, my wife of uh, soon to be 40 years, uh, she's a writer. Uh, she's been with me on most of my trips. So she served as my editor. Then we reached out. We got a publisher. Uh, the publisher, I mean, was on COVID lockdown. So she turned it around very, very quickly. And I'm ecstatic uh, with uh, the reception that I've received. Now, it's not a book for everybody. If you don't play basketball, if uh, you don't like to travel, uh, and maybe if you don't like some of the foods that I write about in the book, maybe it's not for you. But the people that have purchased it, the people that have said, hey, I love basketball. I never knew like you at the beginning of the interview said, I never knew that this league or this uh, sport or this uh, conglomeration of events for older athletes actually exists. It was an eye opener. So one of my motivations was not only to tell my story about the great experiences I've had, but also to share about how you, if you're in your sixties, maybe in seventies, or if you're a young buck in your late forties and you say, I would like to get back into the sport. I'd like to travel. I'd like to meet some new people hey, this book is for you because it tells about the history of the sport. It tells about all the opportunities that are available out there uh, because, come on, I played in over 20 countries. I'm 63 years old and I started doing this only, what, 12 years ago. Hmm. So there's plenty of opportunity out there, not just for basketball players, but from what I understand, stuff like this exists for people that like soccer or international football, hockey, baseball, volleyball. So there are other senior things that are out there. And as the world's population grows and matures, I think there's going to be more people that'll be interested. I totally agree. And I think that uh, there's been more attention than ever uh, paid to the senior population because, you know, we baby boomers, we're, we're going to become 20% of the population in another 10 years or so. And so yes. I see more of this yes. happening and I see this growing for sure. I really appreciate you joining me here again, everybody. This, the book is called old school hoops, just like it sounds by Jim Sweeney available where Jim, I got, I see it here on the lulu.com site. Lulu and Amazon. Amazon too. Great. Thanks again. Yes, for and being... The net proceeds go to a rec center in Trenton, New Jersey, where I grew up. Really? I spent a ton of time as a kid. Wow. Okay, so on top of that, you're doing a good thing by buying the book. Uh, folks, that's uh, Old School Hoops. Again, give it a shot, Amazon uh, or Lulu. And uh, Jim, thanks so much for being with us, and be careful out there. Thank you, Tom.